to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and I'm not in Edge HQ. I'm not in Sydney. I'm not even in the Southern Hemisphere. I am in Hollywood. Whoa, West Hollywood. I'm in a hotel room. I think it's West Hollywood. Anyway, I'm in America, and it's pretty exciting. Um, as you, Due to budgetary reasons, Jasmine, the intern, Lester, and Ryan Crawford aren't here, so it's just me and my guest, who I'll get to in a minute. And I've got to say, I'm having a pretty swell time. I could... If someone out there works at Qantas or is there a generous philanthropist thinks, I want to sponsor this little podcast to move to America and record, I wouldn't say no to the money. Send all donations to info at comedyonedge.com. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about America. But first, I've got to introduce my guest. Now, before we get to it, this episode probably sounds a little bit different to other episodes. We apologize. I only bought the audio recorder over. I didn't bring the amps or the microphones over. So... Pretty much, we've got an audio recorder sitting on a bed, and the two of us are talking into it. So if the volume's wrong, sorry. Um, yeah, next time I'll pay for more luggage and get more stuff over. Heck, I might even buy two suitcases and bring Josh Cohen over. He'd fit into one. Anyway, we're getting us distracted. It's time for my guest. My guest is a man I've known for a while. We met in 2007 at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and I thought to myself, wow, he's disappeared for a while. And turns out he's in LA. So ladies and gentlemen, Nick Foran, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. Oh, welcome, welcome. So, be, so we should set this up. You, uh, you're a you're Sydney-based, or you're a musical comic, really. Yeah. Not I, that, sorry, still a comic, but yeah, music. music well, wait, 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 hold on. Let's talk about that. Do you do you have a problem with music comic no, comedians? I love music. Some of my favourite comedians are music, musical. But for, I'm probably more envious, because like for me, it's hard enough getting up on stage making people laugh. Playing a guitar, throw that into the mix. Oh man, that Obvious. is no. I'm. It's the opposite for me. Playing guitar's the safety. Really? You yeah, you get, you're hiding behind something. You don't have to like be that funny because you can. If you can play and sing reasonably okay, people are going to clap no matter what. Because oh, that, that's. I think you do. I think you're underselling it a little bit. For me, like, I, I, I love the whole thing. But how did you end up in LA? Like, what, what prompted you to make the big move? Oh well, it was. Right, I'm 28 now. And I got to a point where I got to a point in my life where I was like, well, I don't have anything. I have no job. I have no permanent place of residence. I have no girlfriend. Uh, I've got family, but you know, it's good to get away for a while. I have no reason not to leave Australia. Why did you choose LA? Like, obviously, like there's a big world out there. Um... It is. Well, I mean, this is this is the place where everyone comes. This is out of anywhere in the world. If you're a performer, this town is the place to be. Um, the weather is amazing. I surf, so it's close to the beach. I have I have some family here as well, which is a bonus. Ah, uh, yeah, the old backup is having the family. Yeah, yeah. If if everything uh, if everything goes to uh, to shit, then uh, I've got somewhere to stay. No, that's that's a very good thing. And how are you finding it? Like I've. I'll get to my observations of this town pretty quickly. How have you found? How long have you been here now? Six months. Uh, about seven months now. Seven. Oh wow! And how, yeah. how you how you what what do you miss from Australia? Is it, I know I bought some stuff through customs. Yeah, you. you bought some Vegemite and Panadol. Uh, the uh, I'm happy about the Vegemite, but I'm stoked about I'm absolutely stoked I about can't the Panadol. The country of America doesn't have paracetamol. They don't have paracetamol in America. What do you treat a headache with? What aspirin? Just... Aspirin and and the the. The problem is they don't really put a lot of side effects on Panadol in Australia. It's like the side effects seem pretty pretty lame, but here the side effects 
Uh, you will get dysentery. You will have terrible diarrhea, like possible side effects. It's like, well, it, it just absolutely scares the crap out of you. Actually, I know that oh, my girlfriend, Jen, she's here too. Not, not here at the moment. She's in America with us. Um, she picked it up and I noticed out in America, they advertise drugs, not like, well, marijuana they do, but like on TV, they advertise pharmaceuticals. But in Australia, when they're sort of like, this is a miracle thing. This will prevent this. This will lose. And it may cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They in do. America, they're like, oh, yeah. and it'll cause this, 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 this. And it's like, they'll read it off. No, no, the ad, the ad for the actual product goes for 10 seconds and the rest of the 20 seconds... The rest of the 20 seconds goes... Uh, is all about the side effects of the, of the product. And so you've got two people walking alongside a lake and they're smiling and they're happy and they're just saying all these terrible physical ailments that could possibly happen if you take this product. See, I think this is what I find funny about America because like, they do that, yet I have been here and people who know me know I'm a soft drink addict. I love Coca-Cola. I like creaming soda. I do. I'm, Cream, I'm Oh, creaming soda. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that's a long time. But over here in America, I've been here five days now and I've had one Coke and that Coke was Mexican. It wasn't because over here, their soft drink, the first day we discovered, I knew that the Coke didn't have sugar in it. It has corn fructose syrup. High, high fructose corn high syrup. High fructose corn syrup. If you want to be absolutely terrified and in a little um, curled up in a fetal position, Google Google that and maybe what, what was the doco? Uh, there's a documentary called Food Inc. Food Incorporated, and it will just scare the yeah. bejesus out if of you. Basically, you're thinking life is so awesome at the moment. I'm loving everything I do. Watch that doco; it'll change it. Um, I didn't watch the doco. A friend of the show, Francis Blair, told me the side effects of all this stuff and scared the absolute crap out of me. I, I, I literally didn't eat for 24 hours after seeing that film, and that was when I was living in Australia, which had nothing to do with the film. Like, it just scared me about food production so much. Yeah, they put over here, like, America, America, I've got a list of things I love about America and a list of things I don't. Their food, I like, admittedly, I haven't really been eating at the five-star establishments or cooking myself because I'm in a hotel room with a mini a fridge and a microwave. There's no stove, and to be honest, I'm not a great cook. Um, but yeah, the soft drink, you can't drink it. It just, like, I had a mouthful of Sprite, and it just leaves this chalky, awful aftertaste. And it's just, it's wrong. Like, fructose is just, it's the body, from my understanding, is the body's not designed to break this crap down. No, it's it's not. And and the worst thing is they feed this to cows. Like, they feed, this is a this is an added, because corn is subsidised by the government in this country. Yeah. They don't subsidise fruit and vegetables. They subsidise corn. So everything's got corn on it. My peanuts, like the peanuts that you buy at the supermarket, they have corn syrup solids on them. Wow. There's corn. There's corn syrup on peanuts. That you buy here in America. Like, you can't, you cannot get rid of it. It is, the first time I went to a supermarket here, I walked around for two hours, not because I was browsing, because I was trying to find something that I could actually eat. Well, it's, yeah, it's like looking around. Like, admittedly, like, their supermarkets are amazing. Like, they've got Whole Foods over here, which is very healthy, very good. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the best thing about Whole Foods, it's, it's, there's no, like, Massively, maybe like something like Thomas Ducks. It's like a like a, a gourmet type of grocery store, but it's a chain thing. It's it's really big here, but it's like shopping in Australia because the prices are similar. Because food here in America is really quite cheap to buy. When you go to Whole Foods, it's like shopping in Australia because everything's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everything is cheap over here. Like, sorry, that we've, that's the negative portion of America. We we like the the people are extremely friendly here. I will say that. Like, for instance, uh, literally an hour ago near the Chinese theater. 
I accidentally hit a lady in the face. <laughs> and she, yeah, you, you should probably tell what happened, other because I wanted a second witness in case she does decide to sue me. Yeah, well, we were walking, we were walking uh, towards the Dolby Theatre, and then you decided to, out of nowhere, turn left and lead with your left arm. No, I thought we were, we were, going, we were going to the world's biggest lolly shop, or candy shop as they call it. And we were going one way, and I thought it was another way, and I thought, oh yeah, it's over there. Now I didn't, I don't, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. So as I turned my hand, it hit this lady just right smashed in the... this like sixty-year-old Asian lady in the face, and then she like she's just holding her. It face. It would have hurt. Like it yeah. got her right on the low part of the nose, and then I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I went into apology mode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Australian. I don't know any better. And she's like, oh, she's sort of like, no, no, okay, it's okay, it's okay. I find that offensive that you did, the first thing you said was, whenever you do something wrong, the first thing you say here is, I'm Australian. Yeah. It's making us all look bad, man. We, well, look what the Americans are used to. Crocodile Dundee <laughs> and Foster's beer. They know we're special. And, and the Bloomin' Onion. Oh, well, that's that. that which is that which is, is the Outback Steakhouse. There's a, that there's, is not Australian. There's a chain restaurant called know, the Outback Steakhouse. And uh, and they have something called the Bloomin' Onion, and that's an- another thing they associate with Australia. Well, we should be apologising for that too. But I mean, like Foster, the other night I met, I went to what's the th- you Nick's studying improv here at the yeah uh, I've I've just graduated from I O West Improv Olympic, which is uh, which is one of the first improv theatres back in Chicago, and they moved out here to West to uh, yeah. to Hollywood. I should probably actually I just should just clarify because we've just jumped up. The lady's okay. Everything's fine. I didn't intentionally hit it. It was a. What well, was it? Ac- I mean, I it mean, was an accident. It has to be said that we went off to the candy store. We don't actually know if that lady's okay. I sort of was watching. She, she, she walked away from us. I didn't. It was, but for the record, it was an accident. I disagree. I disagree. I felt. Oh, I, I think. I think there was some small part of you that just wanted to hit an American in the face. No, well, we don't know she was American. Hey, been... hey, this is a very multicultural. Cool. Yeah, we were in the tourist, we were, the we were. tourist section of the whole whole kit and caboodle. Like you know, Hollywood. I think most people there are tourists. Like I, I think I personally think America's growing on you because the thing that I've learned about being here is that you have to be more assertive in America. You have to speak your mind more, otherwise people really will just walk all over you. And I think you're just trying to. I just think you're just getting yourself out there and and putting yourself uh, putting yourself on the ladder. Here's I'm Mark. Here's what I do. I hit people. Stay away from me. You know, it's nothing like that too. Like the other, the other <laughs> thing, but did you notice that because she was with a friend and as I turned around to apologise, I also accidentally bumped into the friend. Oh, I'm did like, you? Yeah, yeah. I sort of bumped. I'm like, oh, this is good. I, I just had visions of being carried to jail. Class, and, classic bumble. And I, I mean, because I'm wearing, and this is, I wish I would never bought this bloody sh- jumper over. You haven't taken it off the whole two days I've been with you. Well, I packed... I packed a big thick jacket for New York and a jumper because my plan was to buy clothes over here. You have a Detroit Red Wings hoodie on. Yeah, that's was and I learned in the city that won the Stanley Cup, I believe, last year. The yeah, LA, LA Kings, Kings won. won the Stanley well, we, Cup. Was it last year or two, two years ago? It possibly, but the Red Wings won a couple of years ago too. We are basically. I bought this. Why I wear this hockey shirt is my favorite wrestlers or the Public Enemy. <laughs> a wrestling tag team and they wear Detroit Red Wings hockey hockey jerseys to the ring and I thought that looks cool I bought a hockey jersey and they became my adopted team I don't know I've never been to Detroit and I don't think I ever will go to Detroit no, yeah, no I just thought, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody that was born in Detroit wants to be in Detroit at when, the I, when I packed for this trip 
I needed a jumper. This is my warmest jumper I own. So I bought it and it's been cold in LA. I honestly didn't expect to wear it. So the last two days I've had to wear it. Now, the other thing too is I also wear a hat with um, friend of the show, Steel Saunders podcast. I, I, ha- I love green guide letters. I've got that hat and it's sort of a, it's a kickback. What is that? A lid sort of style hat. It's basically, oh, yeah, yeah. and I was, and as well, I was wearing, so you combine that and people think I like hip hop. Yeah. Now, I, and, and also that you wear like jorts. Like yeah, yeah jean, jean, jean shorts. shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I look like a prime can. And, so, ba- and basketball shoes. Yeah, and basketball boots. So basically, I really didn't dress for this country. Like, I look to... People on the street here, they like to come up to you and give you CDs. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, thank you. But then they <laughs> expect money for it. And we're in... Then, the first day I was here, someone said, here's a CD. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want it. I'm not into hip-hop. Like, at the time, I had, I was listening to UMI on my on my headphones. They're not hip-hop. They're nothing near hip-hop. And so, I'm like, oh, look, I don't really want it. He goes, oh, take it, man. Take it. And you just give me a little donation. And I'm like, oh, how much? And I thought, oh, what's he want? A dollar? He wanted $5. And I was like, I was a bit stressed out. I gave him $5. I thought, oh, well, I've got a CD and I've got a story out of it. End of story. Then we went to Venice Beach. And I hate Venice Beach. Eddie Ift, a friend of the show, lives in Venice Beach. Eddie, move. It's awful. I do not like that place. We were down on Venice Beach, and Venice Beach, I think, purely exists just for medicinal marijuana purposes. Am I right right or wrong? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the waft of marijuana just basically permeates over the entire beach, and the beach goes for like a couple kilometres. Yeah, we got contact ties. Me and Nick, we got home from Venice Beach. Ten, we, oh, we walked for about 20 minutes along Venice Beach. It was a great day. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. And that purple rabbit we saw as well, that was yeah, absolutely. awesome. But while I was there, this gentleman, and I use this phrase lightly, he came up to me and said, like, hey man, you're, you, you're Australian? I'm like, yeah. Where are you from? City? Oh, Triple J, Triple J. I'm like, oh, cool, he wants to Did chat. he say that? Did he yeah, say he Triple, did. J? Triple J? Yeah, Triple J, he knew Triple J. And it, it's, that's going to come back to bite him big time because I'm really not happy about this. Now, he came up to me and said, do you want my CD? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't, man. I'm not into hip-hop. No, offense. And he goes, oh, man, no, 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 take it, take it, take it. And I go, oh. And I thought, all right, this will cost me $5. Oh, man. I go, I go how much do people normally give? He goes, people normally give me $20. And I'm like, get fucked, they do. Sorry <laughs> for the language, but get fucked. My favorite band is the Dandy Warhols. They've got a new album out. I'm going to buy that album. It is $14.99. That's my favorite band. This guy, I don't know, has given me this CD that he wants to make it big time. Who knows? He may be the next Jay-Z or whatever, but if I have anything to do with it, I'll stop it. And then he's like, oh man, you got to give me money, you got to give me money, and I'm getting my wallet, and I have my wallet out, and because in America, my bank card doesn't work as well as it does, so every time I go to the bank, I have to get a large chunk so I don't pay huge fees. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had, I had a lot of money that. on me, and then all of a sudden, two other guys come, and another guy hands me the CD, and I'm like, I don't want, you know, no, no. And then this guy goes, oh, you're from Australia. I've got this $50 Australian note. How about I give you $50 American and you can take this note and help me out. And I'm like, I don't want a $50 Australian note. I'm not going home for another three weeks. But I just, I lost the urge to fight. And I said, look, I'll give you $40 for it. Because the exchange rate, that's what it's worth. It's not worth 50 or 50. And then he's like, well, you know, I think... I think I got away with getting the CD. I may have given them 5 or $10. I don't know because I don't know how much money I had. All I know is I came out of the transaction with two hip-hop CDs that I will never listen. No, I will listen to. I'll get back to that in a second. A $50 Australian note, which is no use for me for three weeks. And I probably was $40 or $50 out of my pocket. So it was, 
It was just, it was awkward. And I hate, it makes me hate Venice Beach. So the Venice Tourist <laughs> Authority, if you want to improve your beach, and I don't think you do, because I really don't think you want people there, get rid of the people giving hip hop. The guy's albums, what I'm going to do is... Have you, you haven't listened to it? No. So because... you don't actually know that there's anything on that CD that you bought. But their name and website and Facebook addresses I'm pre- is printed on the CD. But there's actually, you don't actually you're not aware of any actual content on the disc itself. I, I think Solid Storm Two Mark from Jay. That's that's the guy. That's the guy I don't like. This is the guy. This feels this. this I'm pretty sure I paid this. This biro written on the CD feels more legitimate and feels like there might actually be something on here as opposed to the the nice printed. No, see, um, I, with this the is the guy that. This is the guy that didn't come up to me. Dandex is the other guy. Dandex. He handed it to me and he sort of weaseled in. Basically, what I'm going to do, when I get home and have a computer with virus protection, because Nick actually pointed out I could have just paid for two computer viruses on a CD. I'm going to listen to these and I'm going to review them. And they would want to be bloody good hip-hop. And also, from Jay, Sandy Storm, friend of the show, Matt Okine. He's on Triple J. I'm going to give it to Matt to listen to. And I'm gonna hope if it's good, you'll get play, and I'll want my I'll want some commission oh, for that. Jesus, man, I'm reading the track listing and the grammar that's going on here, and boy, oh boy. First of all, his name is Dandex, D-A-N-D-E-X-X. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's showbiz. I can get publish that. by Kirk. Publish by Kirk. I'm it's assuming it's Kirk Cameron. Yeah, but I think I think I've got a problem with the publish instead of published. Oh look, you know you're in you're in the hood. Track number one for D money, D I money, D for D. Track track number two, fill my cup. I'm assuming that's some type of metaphor. As uh, in feel F. No, F I double L. Fill fill, fill my, cup. my cup. Number uh, three, angel surround. Number four, new N U, new life of corruption. C U double R U P T I U O N. C U R U P T I U O N. Well, in that case, I hope he uses the ten dollars that I bought and bought and invests in a program that has spell check. Can we can we can, can we can we run through the rest of the track listing? That, track number five, so good to me. Number six, about Jamaica. Well, I have no idea what that song's going to be about. Um, number seven, Soft Answer, which is the name of the album. Number eight, Good to Be Wise. Number nine, Run to D Rock. D I Rock. Number ten, I know you. I. I know you're not. I know you're not tripping on me. Uh, I think that's. I think that's probably the first line of the of the song. Number eleven, don't run. Uh, maybe something about. I, I was going to say something racist, but I'm going to leave that. Uh, number twelve, new tell me, new tell me, and you tell M I, new tell me, and number thirteen, love you for a while. This sounds like an absolute hit. This sounds like oh, a hit. This is money. I I think it's a bargain, man. See, I think it's an absolute bargain. I'm wondering. They hustled me in the street for this. I could hustle these guys online. Like, if these tracks are any bloody good, um, which I, oh look, it's got it's got his phone number published by. Does it have his phone number on it? Yeah, Does it really? it's got his, it's got their phone number on there. Unauthorized use prohibited. Gong mastering and digital ordering. Like they audio. like he, made in Jamaica. No, there's no copyright. On made this. in Jamaica. Yeah, there's no actual <laughs> and Sal Storm. There's no copyright on this. So like, oh, we're reading this from like there's no jewel case. It didn't come in a jewel case. It just came in like a plastic, plastic sleeve. sleeve. So basically, guys, if these are good, I might be the next big hip hop mogul. Yeah, possibly. I'm gonna sell your songs to the highest bidder, 
and you're gonna get nothing. Can I can I be honest with you? I didn't tell you this when when this happened yesterday. Is that I've been given a bunch of CDs here in Hollywood, and when I was in Las Vegas, I didn't pay a cent for them. Well, they just they just give them out. You're a tougher man than me. Everybody, <laughs> I the same thing happened to me when I moved. When I, I grew up in Tassie, as most of you know, who listen for 22 years. My first holiday, I went to Melbourne. When I was 19 for a holiday. And the first day in the mall, a guy comes up to me and gives me a page of poems. I'm like, wow, that's nice. Big city, it's classy. And then he said, oh, can I have $5 for the poems? And I'm like, I've never bought poems in my life, except when I was at school and you had to buy a textbook with poetry. And I'm like, oh, here. I paid $5 for two pages of poems. I'm a sucker. And I think I, I found, except for the people who hand out these CDs, I found Americans to be extremely friendly. Like the other night, I, was, I went to see a show. A friend of the show, Will Anderson was doing, um, appearing on, hopefully, a future guest, Doug Benson's podcast. I went along, I watched it, it was really cool. And afterwards, I thought, oh, I need to get home. I'm a bit tired. My hotel's probably about, what, 15 k's away. So I walked there, but I didn't have the strength to walk back. So I thought, I'll get a cab. Now, I couldn't figure out how to get a cab. So I asked, they have valet parking here, which we'll get back to in a minute. Oh. Yeah. And I said to the valet, I go, hey, mate, I need to get a cab. What's your advice? And he's like... And this lady behind him said, I'll call you one. And I thought, oh, it must be the restaurant manager. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. And it turns out she wasn't a restaurant manager. She was a lady waiting for a car. And the girl, guy who she was with, apologized. he said, look, man, where are you going to? And I said, oh, I'm staying where I'm staying. He goes, we're going the other direction. Otherwise, I would have given you a lift. Now, that is pretty damn friendly. Is it not? It is. I just, my, the way I've been brought up, which is to fear the world... Uh, well, mine too, but for some reason, I find, and maybe this is why I'm getting hustled out of my money in America, <laughs> I find Americans very friendly and very honest. You're like, just a very, you're a very trusting guy, and it's, and it's, it's probably good that you're going back to Australia soon, because I have a feeling that just that will slowly erode over time spent in America. Basically, the first week I'm What, in, so let, let me, let me rephrase it, so over time spent in Los Angeles. Yeah, so, because I'm like... What, basically, what's happened? I'm over here with my girlfriend Jen. Jen's at a conference down in Anaheim, and I'm in LA. I'm in West Hollywood, so I'm here on my own. I've I've got my little budget, and yeah, I'm basically. I reckon t- tomorrow someone will probably come up and offer me some magic beans, and I'll bloody well take it. So. <laughs> but the other thing that Hollywood like, so that's the negatives out of the way. I should, but the positive and the other. Um, I've seen some celebrities. I've seen how many of you 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 would have. Uh, yeah, I've seen, you know, seen a baker's dozen during my time here the now. The novelty's kind of worn off for you, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just have to get used to it. Uh, like, I think the first person I saw, like, first couple of times... Well, the, the first night I was here in LA, I went to an improv show at my theatre, and one of the guys, um, he's on a sitcom called Mom, and he was also on Breaking Bad, he played the character called Badger. You uh, met Badger? I met Badger. I didn't Why didn't you open with that earlier? <laughs> because because I I didn't I hadn't religiously watched Breaking Bad and I hadn't got to the point in the show where he was on. So I didn't know who he was. I just went up I wanted to just go meet someone and I went up and said, Hey, I'm from Australia, I've just come here, I'm gonna be studying improv. And so I started talking to him, I started talking to Matt Jones and then and then I walk away, we we finished the conversation, walk away and goes, You know that guy's on Breaking Bad? I'm like, Oh, really? Okay. Wow. That was my first night here. That's pretty damn amazing. Like, your theatre's friendly. And remind me to get back. I've got a story about that that I realised we cut off about. But, like, that's pretty impressive. I went on one of those those tours, the Hollywood tours, where you go... You, and I did it... Which which tour did you... Did you do the hip-hop tour? Did you do the TMZ tour? No, I went on just Hollywood tours. Like, I was looking okay. at TMZ, but TMZ was, like, 30 bucks more. And I was like, eh, the reviews, the reviews weren't that... 
that great. That's I, that's why I think that is the one to do. Like just the trash. I mean, you're doing something incredibly uh, touristy sightsee. It's one of the, it's probably the most touristy thing you could possibly do in the, on the entire planet. It probably is, but like for me, like I. They take you to where the celebrities live. They take you to the Hollywood Hills so you can get photos. They take you all around. For me, it was good to get, like, and I'm not driving over here, so it was good to get where things are, like, drive around and go, It's okay. a good way to see the city. Yeah, it really is. Like, I gotta admit, I I do feel, like, my thing about America is you can, they take you to celebrities' homes. You can buy maps to the stars' homes on the street corner. You can also buy shotguns. Now... I am amazed at this country. I, I don't I don't blame these stars. Like, for instance, we went to Tom Cruise's house. I saw Tom Cruise's house, and I didn't see that much security. I've got to be honest, he, maybe he wasn't there, but... Did it change your life? It didn't change my life, but it, it, it changed my understanding for Tom in that I felt you could easily scale his fence, get in there, and I'm amazed no one's tried it. Like, he must have security, and I don't blame... I don't know how he's a lot not a lot more paranoid. I don't know... If I had obviously he what he'd be worth at least a hundred million, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, at least at, oh a hundred million, maybe more. What half? Maybe he. Are you kidding? Like that's like a couple movies. Yeah, him. you're probably right. But let's let's just say conservative because he's had a divorce or two, so he might be down. <laughs> Divorces cost a bit. Let's say say he's worth. If I had a hundred million dollars, I would not live in Beverly Hills. I would live. I'd I'd have a fake home, and maybe that's what Tom does. I'd have. Some little island compound I'd have somewhere where no one can get to that to be protected because I'm a paranoid person. Well, there's a lot of gated communities here in America. You know, it's like you can't. It's like it's like a whole block or a whole street that you can't. It's blocked off by a gate. You got to you got to get the passcode to get through the yeah. gate and to get to the homes. But I think I think Tom Cruise might not be the best example because he. He's going to be okay, because when Lord Xenu comes, that guy is sweet. That's true. He's got... Um, the other thing, if you've ever been to Hollywood, or if you, you'd know this, but if you haven't, Scientology is everywhere. It's everywhere. They own, on Hollywood Boulevard, I counted four different buildings. And I'm not talking little shop fronts. I'm talking entire... Mass- go to Google Street View, look at Man's Chinese Theatre, and then just go up the street and count the Scientology Go, buildings. go, yeah, go right, go east. Go, yeah. And you'll see nothing. They own massive buildings. Well, I live right near the the big Scientology center. Um, see, I haven't seen that. Which is I, it's it's. I've seen the celebrity center. I'd, I'd, I'm speechless just even thinking about it. They have someone that stands on the corner all day just giving out flyers and talking to people about Scientology. Um, they have people every Sunday walking the streets of Hollywood. Uh, they, they, all they do, all I ever see is them walking the streets. I don't see them ever, like, stopping and talking to people. They're just walking around. But what I want to know, like... And they look like such normal people as well. That's what really gets me here. Well, I, like, I look at Scientology, like, there's a lot of famous, like, um, Jason Lee from My Name Is Elle, he's a Scientologist. Yeah, of course he is. Beck is a Scientologist. Beck? Beck's parents, he was born into Scientology. Are you kidding? Kate Sobrano is a Scientologist. (laughs) <laughs> but, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get, like, these, bu- what do I get with all these buildings they have? What do they do inside of them? Like, I know, obviously, there's a little bit of paperwork. I know, I, I, of... I know someone who went to, who got an E, she got E-metered. Yeah, I've done that. You have? Yeah. Oh, so, I so. I kicked out of the one at Broadway in Sydney. So, so they E-meter you, and then they take you to one of these complexes here, and they try to basically program you to get you to join Scientology. Um, and she said no, and it took her like five hours to get out of there. Wow. 
So they, they, I mean, they kind of almost hold you hostage to just to just to get you in. Uh, I honestly, I really struggle to believe that people genuinely believe that stuff. That they've just been roped into something, and it's just a bit too awkward to like just say no. I can under, like I can understand wanting like. Man, this is getting a lot deeper than I thought <laughs> a comedy podcast. My view is, I don't care what you believe. Whatever you believe, if you believe in Scientology, great. If you believe in Christianity, great. If you're an atheist, great. Just just don't be a dick. And that's my motto in life. But these guys, I can understand the want of believing. Like, at the end of the day, human life, what, the average life is 80 now? Oh, I think it's it's increasing all the time. Yeah, say, say it's 80. Now, you could... You know, statistically, you could die in a car crash, you could die that. So, you effectively have, at best, probably 80 to 100 years. And then after that, you don't. we don't know what is on the other side. We can only believe or think what is on the other side. So, if you believe Xenu, Phaeton, and all that, maybe that's your way of coping with death. Like, I, admit, I am petrified of dying. I've got a ton of things I want to get done before I die. You're petrified of dying? Yeah, it's my number one fear. Bat and spiders are my number one fears. <laughs> I am. Te- I'm pet. I am like death is. I find it hard to deal with. I really do. And I'm petrified of being buried alive, and eating with wooden cutlery. It's just like too like. It just seems like such a big thing. And then spiders. Yeah, but spiders can kill you. I know. I know. It's been a while since I've been in Australia. So, so... I can explain. Like you've you've obviously forgotten. Spiders now. can kill you, but cars can kill you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, true. But I mean, a car's predictable. I've been sure. Like to be honest. I could get to cab tonight. He could turn into traffic. It could all be over. But if I, if you think like that, the reason I'm afraid of spiders is a childhood memory. The Huntsman spider. If you, it's all squeamish. Do not Google it. Um, you, you remember Huntsman? Yeah, yeah. They're about the size of your hand. Yeah. They're big brown area. They are effectively harmless, but they have this stupid habit of popping up where you don't expect them. When I was five, I was in the front seat of the car. My mum was reversing back to park the car. I pulled down the sun visor and a bloody great big huntsman landed in my lap. I got the shock of my life. I opened the door, jumped out of a moving car, kind of got a little scratched up and beaten up, and that memory is in my head. I see spider, I fear. Yeah. So I see a huntsman, it like, thankfully we're in America, they were, I fucking hope there are none. I would leave, like if there was a huntsman now, I would leave the room and ask you to dispose of it. I would, or I'd call Do you ever try to get over this? No. I mean, it also didn't help that you lived in the wild west of Australia, also known as Tasmania. Well, Tassie, to be honest, Tassie, I've seen probably more spiders in Sydney CBD than I did in Tassie. Really? I, mean, I lived in the suburbs of Tassie, so it wasn't really out where... I'm not, I'm not the outdoors type, as you've probably gathered from this. But yeah, I've. I, there is a course you can do, and it's actually part of my stand-up routine, the whole encounter with that, so I won't go into it too much. But yeah, I realise... Like, I, I, think, I think fear is not a bad thing. Like, if it was a case of where, if it was affecting my life, like, if I had to take a day off work due to that fear, then I'd probably need to do it. But at the moment, all it means is, I see a spider in my room, I look for a flatmate, or call a friend, and I get a bit worked up. That's all it really does. I mean, have you got any fears? Like, what? Uh, the idea of being, as I said before, the idea of being very alive doesn't... Oh, look, I'm not. That is something, but that is, to me, is something that I'm, I mean, yeah, it would be horrifying, but... I can't see myself getting in a situation of like, where, yeah, maybe like if I go to the beach. You know, oh, well, I, I almost, I almost drowned because I, I surf, and then a couple of years ago I almost drowned in the water. I thought I was going to die in the water, and like I'm not afraid of it, but it's just that idea, the idea of being 
of losing control. Yeah. That's 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 scary, but I, I don't think I have like a petrified like if I hear a balloon pop, I am going to lose my shit. I probably would hear because America have guns, remember? <laughs> those well, those are the two things. when I before I came over here, I the, the two things I was worried about the most were quality of food and guns. Guns I haven't really come across at all. I and have. You have? All the security guards at the airport. Oh, um, yeah, but that's... I mean, that's... Kmart. That... The Kmart down there sell them. Yeah, but he wasn't... You didn't have one in your face. No, it was actually like... We were looking at... Like, we've got here first day and me and my, we were a bit jelly. We thought, oh, we'll just look at the shops. And I, I used to work in a Kmart. So I thought, oh, I wonder what a Kmart on the other side of the world. And Kmart is really... <laughs> Kmart uses celebrities a lot to market their stuff. Like... Oh, man. Sophie <laughs> Vergara from Modern Family has a line of clothes in Target. So does John Cena and Adam Levine. This is... I, we'll get off we'll get off this for a second. In Australia, remember when Tony Collette did that ad for the Commonwealth Bank and everybody smashed her? It's like, why are you selling out? You're a huge celebrity. Why are you doing an ad for the Commonwealth Bank? You're better than this, mm. Tony. Come on, Tony. You're better than this, Tony. You can do better than this. Here in America, celebrities do ads. It's just a given thing. Like, you do commercials. And that... It was a big... When I first got here... It was a big culture shock. It's like, whoa, holy crap. This really well-known person is doing an ad for hair extensions? Are you kidding me? And that's just the way things work here. Oh, no, I, don't, I personally don't have a problem, but I just like, for me, I associate uh, Kmart in Australia to having pretty cheap, basic clothing. When you're a kid at school, it wasn't you wore Kmart. You kind of want to look down on we were shallow. Targets you want stop shopping. Yeah, boy, I, and it is in Sydney too. But, people, people go grocery. But in Kmart, like, they go grocery shopping in Target. Ka- yeah, yeah. Kmart though, I didn't expect to see Sofia Vergara line of clothing, and there was some other celeb. Oh, Nicki Minaj was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I just, to me, it, it threw me a bit. Like, and it was. But then what else? Like, we went downstairs to the sporting goods because I thought, oh yeah, I want to see what they've like their American footballs are. And I got to jump. I sort of jumped back because I saw a glass cabinet and they had shotguns in there, and I'm like, oh. Now I've never I've never fired a gun. I've only fired a paintball gun. Um, I grew up in Tasmania, so yeah, Port Arthur was very relevant in my life. Thankfully, no one I know died, but it's still a pretty sad occasion. So me, guns do terrify me. So yeah. when I saw that, I jumped back and just I'm not going to get into I'm not going to tell Americans how to run their country. I'm a guest in their country. They can do whatever they want. But I'm really glad Australia doesn't have guns because oh, they, they are. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, look at me. Look at me. So I'm, 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 I'm proud. When I mean, I didn't even know. I, so, it's very American of me now <laughs> that I found out about the fact that we got rid of guns from watching the Daily Show here. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, I watched. Probably, the, you must be a bit younger. Yeah, though. yeah, I'm a bit younger than you. Um, I watched the Daily Show report, and John Oliver went oh, to Australia wow. to talk to to Howard and a bunch of people, and that's how I found out about that. Wow. See, for me, I remember, because I remember, yeah, I was in year 11 when Port Arthur hit, and it was just, yeah, the whole... Oh, I think I was in primary school, yeah. Yeah, how the whole thing hit, it was amazing, but, um, yeah, it's just like the whole, like, getting back, like, I think, like, their whole thing, the right to bear arms, I'm willing to waive my right, because I have no interest in firing a gun, I'm scared of them, and let's be honest. If I'm at home and there's a huntsman on my wall... Now, there was one occasion when... Why? You, you hang, on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> there was one time, it was 3am, none of my flatmates were home. There was a huntsman on my wall. I was trapped in my room because there's only one way out and it was above the door. I ended up throwing a cricket bat at the thing. <laughs> and I like I, and this is the thing, I don't like to kill them. Normally I get... Hang on, my flatmate traps 
and releases the huntsman a couple of streets over. That's cool. This, it was kill, kill. Now you put that, I had a cricket bat and that's what I chose to throw at him. If I had a handgun on my desk, I'm pretty sure I would have shot at that huntsman. I can't guarantee I wouldn't have done it, but I'm pretty damn sure. So I think in my case, I should not have access to a gun. If I do, it should not be in my bedroom or anywhere where I'm expected to see a huntsman. I would like I would like to say that I think that if your first reaction was to throw a cricket bat, your first reaction probably would have been to throw the gun. It probably would have. Surely it would have been better to hold onto the cricket bat and try and kill the spider. No, because then I would have had to get too close. I would have had it to be... Really, it was in a tough spot in my room. Like, it was really... I would have had to have gotten... A, I would have had to stood on a chair. Like, like you can't, you can't even be, like, just... Just further than arm's distance from a spider. And thanks to future guest Deanne Smith for telling me this fact that I did not know. Huntsmen can jump. They can jump. So, I know that the average huntsman probably is not going to go more than five metres. If someone wants to Google that fact, this thing... Everybody is... Like, if anybody ever meets you listening to this podcast or people that know you... They just have the best prank ready to go now. No, 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 like, no, no. You're no, just no. giving the game I, away. No, no, no. I'll say this straight up. Prank me all you like. You do with spiders. You Like, I've told where I've, I've got a little admin job. I told him day one, I'm petrified of spiders. Anyone ever plays a prank on me, I will walk out and you'll never... And it's the same. If any of you, Jasmine, <laughs> Lester, Ryan, any of you do that, you'll be dead to me. I will. <laughs> you will be dead to me. I will cut you off my life. I'll block you on Facebook. I'll block you on Twitter. Heck, I'll probably slag you off on Twitter. I will block you. You will never have any contact with me ever again because I'm that late. It's just, and I think I respect that too. If you said to me, I'm petrified of cactuses and say I knew you were coming to my house and I had a cactus, I'd hide the cactus because I'm a good guy and I expect that's my line. I realize I'm, I don't mind sharing my weaknesses, but yeah, don't. And also, if you're on Facebook, Toby Coleman, don't put a picture of a huntsman up in your feed because that's how you get blocked. Are you you would are you seriously gonna block someone for putting a photo of a huntsman spider on there? Like, no, you unsubscribe from their feed so it doesn't come up in yours. See, Toby, that is a. Uh... Hey, you, I'm looking. At, it was actually that was. Are you, are you that scared that if you see it I can't on look, a computer I can't screen, look at one. Like I can't Jesus, actually look at them. Well, what? It was first day here. I was in Barnes and Noble. I, I mean, was... I was just you know I just had psychological damage done to me when I was a kid. I didn't have anything for spiders or anything like that. Oh well. Look. You block all the rest out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the two is at the end of the day, I'm afraid of a spider called a huntsman. Huntsmen. It hunts men. Yeah, I think that was probably. Maybe uh, they I should mean, have renamed it. It was a great. It was a hilarious name for a spider. That doesn't actually kill it. Maybe they should have called it the happy, friendly, joyful thing. Doombringer. Doom, yeah, Doombringer. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, there's a black widow spider over here. I don't know it. Uh, see this thing. I wish you could Google search. If someone can show me where there is a filter, I'd love it. Where you can Google something without the picture coming up. Because, like, I want to know about spiders because, you know, know your enemy. But I can't do it because every time I Google... I want to know what venereal diseases look like. Really? Oh, it's interesting. It's disgusting, but it's interesting. See, I'd like to read about facts, but I'm squeamish. I wouldn't want to see that. And it's almost like, as we record this, what time is it actually? Like, no, nothing, like, if you if if you are getting ready to have sex with someone, if the one, like, go and, and look up, like, chlamydia on the internet, and that's it's gone. If you can get through that, you know how people, like, think about, like, the things that you think about baseball? If Like, that would, that just, that just shuts down just everything. just on a really weird tangent from talking about my fear of spiders to your fear of chlamydia? No, I'm not afraid of it. I'm just saying you have to... 
I mean, like, no, no, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we've jumped a few you, steps here. You, we've jumped you, a few. Look, you know me. I'm, I'm going like that's. I can understand. I, I'm, I'm only, I'm only one degree away from talking about like perverse stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you I understand because I remember in 2007, me, me and um another comic I won't name, we, we gave you a little bit of flack in jest, but it may have been a bit more serious because you, where, did, you were looking for an internet cafe, and where did you find one? Do you remember this? Oh, this is the thing. Oh, this no, this this is this is a rumor that went around. I this is a rumor that went around that um, I was we were all staying during the comedy festival together in a room and we brought a computer down so we could like do some work. No, yeah, no, 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 it's not that. Yeah, th- this no. is this is the thing. This, th- they thought that I looked up porn on that computer and then they made up rumors about me that I went to a sex shop. Uh, which had an which had a video service, and that's where I went to browse the internet, like to look up emails and now, stuff. No, you told us that's where you went. You said I just went to a sex shop, and because I remember it was me and Ben Elwood were there, and if I wasn't, I'd contact Ben. No, he wouldn't remember it. And I remember you saying I just he got I went to a sex shop, and because they had internet and it was cheap. That's what I remember. I'm not, <laughs> I don't care what you looked at, but did you go? To, man, I feel like we were at the Clinton trial. Did you go to that place that sells sexual relations to I, check your email? I, I'll take you on your way. I do not. I do not wholeheartedly, a hundred percent, remember that. My that might have been a possibility, and it certainly sounds like something. That I, I remember would the do. conversation. It certainly sounds like something I would do. There's no doubt about oh, look, that. Cheap internet. Cheap. Like I've got to. Meet, I've, yeah. got to I've got to look up. Like I've got Wi-Fi here, but I need to print something out, so I need to go to an internet shop. And if you know the local. Knowing what? knowing the OCD habits that I've developed since that time, like with cleanliness, like I just can't believe I would ever have done that. But I yeah, probably, that is well. I think that's what we were. It's like really, you touch the mouse and the keyboard. Oh, dude, man! I would. I if I had done that today, I'd be washing my hands for days. Like it's wow. I don't. I don't touch. I don't touch anything on the bus. I don't touch the handles on the bus. Oh really? Here. Yeah, we've just got. Well, I can understand. It's, everything's old over here. Anyway, the buses you, are incredibly dirty here. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I, well, what we're going to do now, Nick, thank you for time. We're going to wrap this one up. Are we because, done? Because, y'all, we've hit 40 minutes. Jeez, I, man, that went I've real suddenly, quick. I've suddenly got this urge to just go scrub my hands. My man, feet, there's so much wash. more America bashing that I wanted to do on oh, this podcast. We'll get to it many more times. So, Nick, where can the people in Australia keep tabs on you? Facebook, Twitter, website? Ah, uh, yeah, I've got, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I've got a really crappy website we're working on at the moment. So, it's, uh, just Google Nick Foran, F O R A. Yeah, there's a couple. Really old video clips, but there's new stuff going to be coming. You're doing Twitter, more gigs. Twitter handle, I do. Yeah, at Nick Foran. Um, so but follow him and check it out. And your auditor. And this is where Nick does improv. We had a really great night last night. They have about three or four shows a night, and it was five dollars. You pay five dollars and you can see all the shows. Yeah. And I saw. And they have a bar. That's the only improv theater that has a bar. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, I and I met some really friendly people who I'll give a shout out to on future episodes. We, um, yeah, I saw an hour stand-up show, then I saw two improv shows, and it was great. For five bucks, it was a great night out. So oh, yeah, it was... What's like, the link to the website for improv? I think it's... If you type in IO West in Google, uh, you can link to, like, all the shows and classes and everything. It's like iowestimprov.com or something like that. Sorry, it, check it. I'll, it's, I'll it's, post it's, the link. It's IO West. I.O.West. Improv Olympic. I'll, ch- I'll post a link on the website. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. If you are in LA, go see an improv show there or the UCB Theatre. I've seen shows. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're um, really good. Oh, I didn't even talk about... Quickly, because we are running out of time, and check out my blog. It's the MWO show at blogspot.com. Um, I'll post a link to that. It covers the celebrities I've met. I met Johnny Depp. I'll tell that story in future generations. But oh. yeah, 
go and check that out. Leave you with a little bit of a teaser. Oh, for teaser. more information, to keep up to date, follow me on Twitter at M underscore W underscore OH. Follow Comedy on Edge at Comedy on Edge. For more information, check out ComedyOnEdge.com. And if you're in Sydney, you want to see some live shows, every Tuesday night at the Chippendale Hotel, 87 Abercrombie Street, we put on a show. It's only 10 bucks, and you see some absolutely amazing comics. Well, that just uh, does it. Thank you guys for listening. I've got three more weeks in America. Who else will I talk to? You'll only have to look. Uh, keep a listen now. New episodes every Monday. Thank you guys for listening, and, well, let's hit the music. Music. <laughs>